Welcome back to the Progressive Patriots. It's just me once again. I think it's going to be this way for the foreseeable future, but that's all right. Let's get right into it. It is just about 2000 on January 21st. So uh, for this one, it's, it's a U.S. edition, obviously, but the I'm trying I'm going to try to keep all the Biden Trump stuff out of the way for now and uh, get that one in the recording later this week because we have the new, uh, the New Hampshire primaries coming up. So I did want to spend a little bit more time on other things and give that the, the, the attention it deserves. <clears throat> so to start, Chuck Grassley. He was in the hospital uh, and he got discharged and he's returning to work later this week. So uh, he's fucking 90 years old. Please go the fuck home. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, Lloyd Austin is being called to uh, speak, to testify in front of the House Armed Services Committee. They want to... Here's the, a quote from the chairman, Mike Rogers. It's, uh, Congress must understand what happened and who made decisions to prevent the disclosure of the whereabouts of a cabinet secretary. Hard to disagree. It's, you know, you can, it's one thing to keep your illness private. That's completely fine. It's, but um, it's a matter of people should at least know where you are and, you know, your executive authority should be delegated. Uh, not a good move from uh, Miss Rostin here. Um, Bob Menendez. <laughs> His wife, Nadine Menendez, is trying to split her case away from her husband's, uh, like the corruption and all the rest of it, operating as acting as a agent of a foreign government or whatever the fuck the terminology is. But the rationale that uh, Mrs. Menendez's lawyers put out was that by separating them, It'll be it's preventing the court having prejudices against her because of what they hear about her husband, right? And uh, further to that, there's some, they mentioned some shit called Hobson's choice, where you know, like you you have the right to not testify against your spouse, right? Like you're your communication with your spouse is privileged information um, that you don't have to give up. And in order for Mrs. Menendez to make a cred her own credible defense, she has to be able to testify in her own defense. But that could make her... Uh, by doing so, she would have to give up um, the privileged information shit um, I'm not sure why, like, why they wouldn't just ask them questions, the same kind of questions they would have if it was a joint trial. But, uh, but then, then again, I'm not a lawyer, so what the hell do I know? All right, moving down, um, we'll get to the 2024 campaign in a bit. The so uh, I've been kind of combining segments here. This one is uh, police and criminal justice reform. Right now, the Buffalo shooter, mass shooter, in that it was, uh, I want to say last year or 2022, maybe it was May of uh, 2022 when this little fuckface uh, walked into a grocery store, decided to start killing people because he's a piece of shit. Um, so the the Department of Justice is seeking the death penalty against the shooter <clears throat> so what this is uh i think this is one of those instances where you for someone like me i adamantly oppose capital punishment the government should not have authority to kill people in like that it, outside of like a war or whatever you know what i mean but in cases like this first for things like this like as a as a means of punishment, the government should not have legal pathways to doing that. And this is one of those situations where you have to put your money where your mouth is. Because, like, this guy 
just is repulsive. <laughs> it's repulsive to think about. Uh, ha but at the same time, like, still, it, I, I, no. The, he had agreed to plea guilt, to give more guilty pleas to different, um, gun charges, uh, hate crime charges as well. He had agreed to get, plead guilty to anything that they wanted, <laughs> essentially, if it would take the capital punishment off the table. But the federal prosecutors refused. Uh, he's already in prison for life without possibility of parole. I'm, I don't, I don't know why we have to rehash this shit. The dude's already where he belongs. So here is a statement from the fucker's lawyers. Uh, rather than a prolonged and traumatic capital prosecution, the efforts of the federal government would be better spent on combating the forces that facilitated this terrible crime, including easy access to deadly weapons and the failure of social media companies to moderate the hateful rhetoric and images that circulate online. Now, I do understand... Uh, that that it's a good argument, uh, but it's like man, to, like government's already trying to do these things, and uh, it's meeting very substantial opposition. The, f the supposed fucking social uh, free speech absolutists. Okay, well, this is what fucking happens when you're a free speech absolutist because you allow these people a, a platform you allow them to have a forum where they can communicate with each other echo chamber shit and it, it just festers more and more until the rot fucking breaks through and this happens that's what the free speech absolutists are okay with because, oh, this is a mental health problem, not a fucking gun problem. How did this dude get with such ease? Unreal. Uh, so this is the third case on, in the Biden administration from its inception that uh, Biden himself opposes capital punishment. So just to keep that in mind. But this is the third case where the Department of Justice has looked for capital punishment. And the first one, <clears throat> the first capital punishment case in the Biden administration was the, uh, the Synagogue of Life shooter that took place, I believe, in 2018 in Pittsburgh. Uh, we talked about it previously that he had been sentenced to death. We had already talked about that. It was by a jury of of his peers. So, um, yeah, you could have... They could have said not no to the capital punishment, but it was pretty horrendous. Still, I still disagree with their decision. But, like, that, if that's what the jury decided, then fine, I guess. I, I wonder if that's weird. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how that's different, and I don't. Know. I don't feel like it really is. So I don't think they, this should be even even be an option. Um, the other one is the there in the in Manhattan on a sub, like a notable bike path. Somebody drove his truck through the bike path, hitting everybody in his way. Um, he had recently. Um, pledged his life to ISIS <laughs> and a deadlock jury so they could not decide he's still like he's in prison for sure but it's he they just couldn't decide on whether or not to capital punishment and now here's a man whose mother was killed by the buffalo shooter right and I you know my condolences my heart goes out to him I fully agree with this what I'm about to say. This is his words. I don't wish the death penalty on you. I wish they keep you alive so you have to suffer with the thought of what you did for the rest of your life. That's, um... Right on the money, Mr. Jones. 
I agree with you completely. Um, right, so we had talked about the last time about the guy in Alabama who was on death row, had survived a previous attempt at capital punishment, at execution. They weren't able to uh, properly administer the lethal injection. So now they're moving ahead with asphyxiation by nitrogen. They put on some mask and that's all you can breathe is nit pure nitrogen. And it's scheduled for, I believe, next week. And he's, he's appealing to the Supreme Court. So it's, uh, it's weird, like, because they have it scheduled for next week and he's trying to appeal it so wouldn't that i would have thought that would stay the decision to you know could to go with go forward with the execution but it doesn't seem to be the case so his time is pretty fucking limited here um his argument or the lawyer for the inmates his argument is that Trying to execute him again after surviving the first time is cruel and unusual punishment. And Alabama's Solicitor General, which this solicitor, solicitor is just an older word for uh, attorney, like a, like we use Esquire for whatever reason, and solicitors uh, another one. But uh, in his words, uh, Edmund Lacour. The Solicitor General of Alabama is Alabama has adopted the most painless and humane method of execution known to man. Now, humane method of execution sounds like a fucking oxymoron to me. There is no humanity in that. I guess you could say painless, sure, but uh, humane's a poor choice of words there. Uh, still gonna keep watching naturally I uh, would prefer that they don't execute him so I hope uh, Kenneth Smith gets to continue rotting where he belongs uh, another this outside of criminal justice this is this is a police reform the mayor of New York Eric Adams he vetoed the bills we talked about last time of uh, li limiting solitary confinement as a means of punishment um, really limiting its use as like in general pretty much and he vetoed that the also the there was another bill that i didn't we did not talk about last time but it was for uh, nypd having to dot give more clear explicit direct documentation of why, why they make stops, etc. To for more, uh, uh, the the purpose was accountability. Uh, Mayor Adams, when he submitted his vetoes, is the we cannot handcuff the police. We want to handcuff bad people who are violent. Uh, I mean, it's the word choice is fucking clear of what he's you know who he's trying to appeal to with it. But the city council passed it. They ha it's a 51-seat council. And they passed with an, a supermajority of... Which, when I... When, in this context, I mean it as enough to override a, a mayoral veto. So it passed with the supermajority. So the city council will be overriding these, these vetoes. So we'll see. We'll see how this is going to go. Um, gun violence stuff. The In um, 2022, in Colorado Springs, at Club Q, maybe you remember, it's a LGBT club, and this person went and started shooting up the place. Um... So he got, he was sentenced. He's <laughs> sentenced to life without parole. 
74 charges that will add up to multiple concurrent life sentences and then the the others the consecutive sentences add up to 190 years so yeah he's not he's not going anywhere so some of the things he some of the extra charges or some of the higher charges were like hate crime stuff like those same kind of the same things that mentioned about that buffalo fuckface um this particular fuckface is uh he he said he was well right the shooter said they were targeting because of the actual and perceived sexual orientation and gender identity of the patrons um so i kind of stopped when i said he said because the shooter has since come out saying that they identify as a non-binary person and it to me that feels like they're really slapping the victims the lgbt community at large it right in the fucking face again First of all, I'm going to your club to kill all of you. Oh, by the way, I'm one of you. Like, Dog, you could have left your fucking gun at home and gone to the club where everybody w would love you and embrace you exactly how you are. You piece of shit. This little... Uh, I identify as non-binary... Um, Another instance of putting my money where my mouth is. I will respect your chosen pronouns, you piece of fucking trash. But <laughs> man, like why? Whatever. He's gonna have to sit and stew about how you you walked into a place that would have accepted you exactly the way you want to be accepted, and you decided to kill them instead unbelievable uh, this one is from Pennsylvania this was a court ruling on uh, the second amendment and its applications and restrictions or lack thereof and the so there was a state law that bans 18, 19 and 20 year olds from carrying firearms in public during states of emergency and the third circuit court of appeals ruled it's three three judge panel two to one obviously uh the the dissenting judge said that the second amendment doesn't cover people under 21 that i'm that is just the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard um, like as much as I agree with what they're trying to do here, like this is just a case of a trying to prevent another situation like that piece of fucking garbage, Kyle Rittenhouse and all his little cocksucking defenders like, oh, it's not illegal to go into a riot with a fucking assault rifle. No, yes, you're right. It's not. How on earth, though, is that not you are premeditating you are creating the circumstances required for you to have justification to kill people. You are set, you are premeditating all of the all of the circumstances for that to be the case. You're going into a situation where people where tensions, possibly physical conflict is very high. You're going in with an assault rifle and you're make you're threatening people. You're not doing anything but you're really menacing people. And and then you want to fucking blubber when you take the stand. <laughs> maybe maybe next time don't go to a fucking active riot with an assault rifle. That's and all these like is that illegal? No, it's not. But I am beyond certain that if I don't know. So, uh, some if a black kid named Kyle Rittenhouse, if he's a black guy going to January sixth at the Capitol with an assault rifle and antagonizing people, 
And then because they decide to attack him, he's completely justified in killing him. In killing whoever attacks him, right? That's what, that's what I'm hearing. But we all know, we all know very well that, he, that that isn't how that set of circumstances would go. He wouldn't be acquitted of murder at all. <laughs> but, and then the same people who are saying it's okay for you to, for Rittenhouse to go to a, to an active riot with a, with a firearm, just like just for fucking funsies, that's legitimately what he was doing. Um, they would probably have a serious problem if people went, if somebody went to um, the Capitol riot and started fucking slaying people. You'd have an issue with that. I'm certain you would. But it's not illegal, right? It's not illegal. God damn it, that little piece of fucking garbage pisses me off so much. And this law was is trying to prevent that kind of thing. And naturally the uh, yes the trying to say the second amendment doesn't cover people under 21 that's just really fucking dumb that's <laughs> fucking brain dead but there you go more written house situations are now allowed mm, roe v wade tour so on the 22nd tomorrow the vice president will be going to Wisconsin. The this is apparently I didn't know this, but this is the this is the anniversary of Roe v. Wade being decided. Uh, should have been I think the fiftieth or something like that. But anyway, after that, um, the president, vice president, and their spouses will be going to um, a whatever event in North Virginia. On the 23rd. Uh, this one is going to be a little bit more, I think, more broad uh, rather than just talking about Roe v. Wade. They're talking about other, the, the, the broader picture of who's attacking that kind of right. One of them being a recent, uh, I don't remember, I don't know where it was from, but Trump saying that he was proud of overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, despite, you know, always... God damn it. Uh, you, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he always says whatever the fuck he thinks people want to hear. Whatever will get people to love him and adore him and praise him. And then just do the complete opposite, because fuck you. Special envoy uh, for climate concerns, John Kerry. He is resigning his post as the special envoy. Um, he so like one of some of his more notable accomplishments in that role are the this agreement that he set up at COP twenty eight which I remember we were talking about. Uh, we had talked about that one previously on some fucking episode. I don't remember if it was a world or US, but the the in broader international agreement to, to transition away from fossil fuels. Uh, so this was kind of cool. He is the first ever seat on the National Security Council whose sole focus is the climate crisis i think that's pretty cool um this i didn't know but it's it's fucking brilliant so carry the way that john Kerry had so much success in his in whatever he was doing in regards to climate and the world at large the way he did this was initially establishing bilateral agreements with China. Uh, <laughs> so the the Chinese envoy's name was uh, Xie Shenhua. Tried my best, sir. But I the idea was if they would agree on the foundational terms, they being the two strongest economies, there's nobody if, if if you don't do what we want, you're going to have to do it yourself. 
we don't we're not gonna we're not gonna help you in not contributing to the climate effort so that was pretty cool so uh she uh, resigned as well um this care john carries 80 uh she from china is in his mid 70s and is retiring for like health reasons no spe nothing specified so they the new chinese on climate envoy is a liu Zhenmin. so but this is also like john Kerry being is one of those like elder statesmen elder sort of diplomat kind of guys uh and so uh Min is kind of the, in that same cut from that same cloth uh, so that's, I think that's a pretty hopeful, it's, I'm hopeful that whoever picks up the seat of Climate Envoy for the U.S. continues to try to follow in that, that method, because the it's fucking working, it was working, so that's pretty cool. Um, now, um, the reason that Kerry is resigning is because of the Hatch Act, which prevents, it prohibits federal employees from participating in elections in, in, in any capacity. And so, and Special Envoy falls under that category. And he's insisting on helping the Biden campaign because he, like a lot of the very international climate commitments that we've made fantastic commitments have been by his doing with the license of biden sending him to do it so he wants to go around and sing the praises of the biden administration's accomplishments um so he gave his but it's something that's weird that i didn't i'm not so certain about that I would love to hear your thoughts on is that John Kerry gave he he was um at the most recent shit the the World Economic Forum that happens in Davos where all the um that's like where the Illuminati go to meet pretty much like in the open uh, he gave his assurances that the U.S. will remain committed and continue projects that uh, advance new uh, renewable uh, energy technologies even if Biden loses the re-election. And that's the thing that I'm a bit shaky on. So his uh, one way that he put it is uh, this economic revolution is underway and it's much bigger than any politician, any one person. That's... Uh, that's the fucking crux right there, man. What if that one person just loves the smell of their own farts? What do like what do we what do we do then? <laughs> what do we do? How is it bigger than any politician when that particular politician has the most insanely massive ego? How do how does that still continue? Um, let's uh, some other words of his from Davos is um, this is going to be one of the reasons I want my voice back uh, to be able to go out and be involved is because this issue is a voting issue so he yeah like I said he wants to be back on the campaign trail wants to he wants to you know talk up his own achievements which very much deserved because it is important. If I didn't already know these things, that would really sway me in a different, if in uh, Biden's direction, if I didn't already know. Because this, that's one of my, it's one of my uh, top, like I guess like top three issues. Uh, John Kerry, on that um, that bit about the economic re revolution being underway and it's bigger than any politician bigger than any one person so here he also said this 
they know what they're doing. Do you think those CEOs are going to say, oh my God, they just elected a new president. Let's go back and build internal combustion engine cars. Not on your life, not happening. In a sense, uh, to an extent, I do, I agree with that. CEOs, yes, will continue to do whatever's going to make them more money. There's no fucking woke nothing. They w CEOs, corporations do not see things in terms of what is woke, what is not, or what is anti-woke. That's not how they work. They operate purely, purely on profit. That's it. I don't understand how fucking morons still think like Target selling pride stuff in June. Oh, Target's going, what? no, you fucking idiot. They are selling stuff they know their customers are going to buy. God, how fucking dumb do you, how can you be so fucking dense? Um, so yes, CEOs are going to continue selling shit. The, the public consciousness is shifting in that direction. It's shifting into in thinking in terms of uh, green energy and renewable energy technology development and that kind of stuff. Like, yes, the uh, fucking idiots like Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, he wrote a book called Woke Inc. And uh, I would very much appreciate the opportunity to smack him in his fucking mouth. Because he's a, he's a moron. Um, but so while people like him who, who just... I think he, I honestly think he's just trying to score political points uh, by saying shit like that. And the rubes just follow that type of shit because the person they like is saying that it's the way, whatever way. So, you know, if Trump fucking, God forbid, uh, if he were to win office and if he were to start saying like, yeah, you know, these, this renewable shit's actually a really good idea. We should, we should definitely keep doing this. All of those people would change their tune immediately. And I, they would have, there would be a solid, what, two two weeks to a month tops where people like are where they're all clutching their pearls like oh my god is Trump going woke no you fucking idiot <laughs> and then they'll they'll come around they're just fucking rubes um so the while I know that CEOs are going to continue their I expect they'll continue their commitments to um you know electric cars and things like that and certain projects i think will continue to their to their conclusions but i i honestly think that john Kerry is right except for trump other than that i very much think that yes, like if Nikki Haley won the presidency for whatever the however, I don't know who she made a blood pact with to do that. But if she were to win, yes, she would continue. Uh, she would probably scale things back, maybe, or try to make more favorable choices, uh, I think, or what appears to be more favorable Uh choices for the u.s uh, but i think even well would ron DeSantis do that that's that's interesting that's that's a good uh, thought experiment he strikes me as a fucking weasel like a slimy little fucking weasel that would he'll just do whatever uh whatever he thinks is gonna make him look good but i i don't know like that anti-woke ridiculousness that he espoused for the longest time that shit's not going to work on the national stage buddy like there's what you consider quote-unquote woke is 
a very big percentage of the country. Uh, the I would say the prohibitive majority of the question of the of the population is what he would label woke. So yeah, you're you better start thinking about what the wokies like to say and what kind of words they use. Better start uh, introducing yourself with your pronouns. It's just the way it is, dog. But yeah, John Kerry resigning. He's 80 years old, so it makes perfect sense. Um, I think after the campaign, I was kind of thinking as I was reading up on this was, would it be, could it be that what John Kerry does is he resigns from this post to help the campaign. And then when, if, when Biden wins reelection, then he just takes, takes the seat back. <laughs> this gets put right back into it, but he didn't, that, that was one thing that uh, people had asked is, well, like, what are you going to do after the campaign? Win or lose, what are you going to do? And he had mentioned um, not being certain, not having any idea of what. So, he, but uh, he did mention that regardless of whether he returned to government or didn't, or became, like, started operating as a private citizen, that he would still continue to work on. Uh, the climate crisis and thing and all that kind of stuff which noble all right now speaking of uh renewable energy shit so in there is it's called the western solar project where in which the it was recently announced by the biden administration solar energy uh, farms, I guess, are going to be made in, built up in 11 western states uh, in an area comprising of 22 million plus acres. It's going to be, the originally, these, uh, the federal lands that are going to be used for this project were earmarked by uh, the Obama administration. So those were in Arizona, California, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, and Utah. Um, it was expanded by uh, Biden's crew to include Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Washington, and Wyoming. So it sounds like everybody's on the fucking part, is on the boat. And I really, really hope that uh, <laughs> Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, I really hope, and I guess Arizona too, that as these projects are coming into play and Commerce picks up because of these projects. I hope you remember who your fucking daddy is. I know they won't, but I can hope. <laughs> um, the project sites that, like, after we're nearing the conclusion of everything, the uh, the plan's going to be finalized by the end uh, Q4 of this year. In on April 18th, it's going to be open to public comment. Uh, I expect a lot of big businesses are going to get the chance to speak more than any of us could, but still. Uh, so the at the conclusion of the land survey that they did of these federal lands, it was um, naturally these things are going to, like the solar farms, wind farms, or solar farms, like wind is a different project, uh, but the solar farms are going to be built by... Uh, Transmission lines, overground or otherwise, it makes perfect sense. Uh, but of the federal lands, 126 million acres were excluded from the project because they are critical wildlife habitats. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a mouthful, but it makes sense. If yeah, if a uh, endangered wildlife lives there, whatever. Uh, vital to the local ecosystem lives there perfect I, I love it historical significance is yes i think this one is um you remember a while ago um biden near like this huge area near the grand canyon where uh biden designated the area like a a preserve for 
Native Americans, and that that was to prevent, I think it was uranium mining. So I think that might be one of the situations where historic, historical significance comes into play. And old growth forests is another, that's another cool one, I think. And uh, recreation sites, figures. Uh, but yeah, that project is underway, or is about to get underway. So buckle up. That might be... Uh... Oh, I should have looked, but... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do it. When on the world one, I'll mention it. Uh, how are we doing on time? Oh, we're good. All right. So there... And uh, another one is... There's a liquefied natural gas exportation project that is coming up for decision in Louisiana. And it's uh, coming up in the next few weeks. The... Public pressure is from environmental groups. No shit. Like, but it's the the angle they're taking is like, how are we making all these climate commitments or carbon footprint reduction commitments, and then exporting gas, natural gas? How how the fuck does that work? Um, but the business pressure is coming from um, Asia and European energy companies. <laughs> obviously the europeans with without that uh without being able to purchase from russia it you know they they're kind of in need here so but yeah the one thing the uh, comment from a, a spokesperson for the white house said that uh that the president's probably going to hold back on issuing exportation licenses for the in this this situation until uh, after the election so he'll decide later which my thinking is he's gonna wait until he if he wins then he'll issue them then if he doesn't win then blame it on trump who's who will issue them <laughs> oh man uh one thing one more thing before we get to the campaign um, in New York, I have this listed in my little healthcare and education reform section because, um, so Jordan Neely is a 30 year old man. Um, he's homeless and he's, uh, he's homeless and he's black in New York. He was killed by another passenger on the subway a while back. Um, the... Oh, I have it. I put here S.H. Sen. Like, those aren't his initials. It's a shithead. He said uh, he was defending himself and other passengers. Um, but the all the witnesses said that while Jordan Neely was behaving erratically, he was uh, kind of screaming, just not at anyone in particular, just kind of like screaming into the space about his... Uh, various problems and but they insisted that he was not being physically confrontational to anyone so it makes it um it really puts this dude the 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 shithead puts them into a different light like you're saying you're trying to defend people but everyone said you didn't have to so um i hadn't heard about this before it's unfortunate i didn't but the guy, the shithead in particular, very much to my embarrassment, he was in the Marine Corps. Uh, this is one of those instances, you know, like that old, the old saying, like, once a Marine, always a Marine. You never call them ex-Marines. They're former Marines. Like, no, this is an ex-Marine. Fuck this dude. Your, your strength is not for hurting the weak and the people in need. This guy was very unwell he was in and out of uh like housing and shelter uh systems because he was he couldn't hold down a job like he was very unwell um i think they said he was um see i think he was schizo effective or something and he had had psychotic episodes before so the guy's not He's not well. This is, this is not somebody who needs to be choked out. 
and choked to death. It isn't. Piece of fucking trash. Like, you could very much... Could have tried to help this man with compassion. Uh, and, but... And you become the lightning rod by doing so. If you want to you want to protect all the other passengers, then you draw his attention to you. And then you try to try to handle him with a firm but compassionate hand. Buy him a fucking sandwich because he was screaming about being hungry. It's not hard, man. You, not everything needs to end with trying to kill someone. All right. It's really terrible. I feel like the Jordan Neely's circumstances kind of hit hit close to my heart. Just I I know how how like really poor mental health can really fuck your life up, and I can't say that I've ever gone that far down the the fucking rabbit hole. But I I get it. So, you know, this guy needed help. He didn't need to be killed. Um, I think the reason it's in the healthcare one is because th this is like one of highlighting how overburdened the healthcare system is in the U.S. There is not enough people to help all the people who need it. And then, be and because our healthcare system is structured the way it is you know help will be prioritized to the highest bidder and guys like jordan neely don't get the help that he needs that could have kept him alive if he had the proper medication the proper support structure yeah and maybe somebody should uh take an old shithead there put him into some mental health support groups okay you're an asshole have you tried not being an asshole All right, the 2024 campaign. Um, all I really got, I don't know why I held it off so long, but um, Chris Christie on the 10th, which was uh, the last time I recorded, Chris Christie su suspends his campaign. Um, his final like parting words was, I'm, gonna, I'm going to make sure that in no way do I enable Donald Trump ever be president of the United States again, and that's more important than my own personal ambition too little too late dog like you had the chance and you were you were on his transition transition team in 2016 piece of fucking shit uh vivek Ramaswamy sus suspended his campaign on the 15th he endorsed trump immediately uh ron DeSantis suspends his campaign today earlier today and he endorsed trump immediately yeah. <laughs> Fucking pussy. Um, his words. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear. A repackaged form of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. Um, I don't know. Like, fuck you a little bit. <laughs> uh, one... While this hasn't made a whole lot of headlines, Dean Phillips, the uh, representative out of Minnesota, I believe it is. Yes, Minnesota. Ahead <laughs> uh, <a> of... <laughs> this guy's a fucking clown. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about he did an interview on uh, Pod Save America and he was with the other all like the panelists there and they were all just like ripping him to fucking shreds. <laughs> uh, and he had like no arguments in return, just saying like, oh, well, I expected you guys to be hostile and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you fucking weasel. You are distracting from a much more important thing that needs to happen. So he's um, ahead of the New Hampshire primary. He has started referring, like he's not holding back anymore. He's calling Biden unelectable, weak, frail, uh, fucking old, that type of stuff. Um, 
So the reason that he's in New Hampshire is because Biden is not on the ballot in New Hampshire because the while the New Hampshire primary is first on the calendar, the Democratic National Convention or committee, whatever, recognizes South Carolina as the first primary. Uh, they made that move quite some time ago because they felt South Carolina had a, was more representative of the greater United States. Whereas New Hampshire, not so much. So Biden's not even on the ballot there. Uh, <laughs> so Dean Phillips is trying to make a make a move on winning the New Hampshire primary. Like that'll somehow, I don't know, vindicate him or something. And what's funny, <laughs> what's funny is that the DNC has ruled that when it comes to delegates for a nominee that the New Hampshire primary is basically, it's pointless. Like they're, they made it not count. They've, they're, they're basically giving New Hampshire to Biden. God damn it, that's so funny. Dean Phillips is a fucking clown, man. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Keep on him, Dean. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, fuck him. Alright. Like, at first, I kind of understood his... I understood the mentality. Was that, like, I am Biden, but younger. And as that message was not gaining any traction, he started stepping it up to and culminating now with this uh, really direct attacks on Biden. Um, I've gotten emails from his like support groups, supporter groups telling me like, oh, we can't have another fucking geriatric fuck in the White House again. Well, okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> Dean Phillips, <laughs> this is your champion? <laughs> <laughs> Man, anyone and everyone who who's like worth their fucking salt that would run in the Democratic primary that would have ran for this one is specifically opted out to help re the re-election campaign. Uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, what's uh, Josh Shapiro? Uh, the and the governor of I think Whitmore and then the one from Minnesota. Wow, I'm terrible. But yeah. That's um that's what it is. Though all those people or and even Harris, if she wanted to, could have. She could have made a challenge there. Um but she didn't. Because there's more important shit to do right now, dude. <sighs> Sit down, shut the hell up. Uh, Nikki Haley will continue. She like she's been. Um, so I saw an article that said that Ron DeSantis bet it all on Iowa, and he fucking flopped. With not at all off the mark with that, he did. But um, Nikki Haley has put it all on New Hampshire. This is where she's. Uh, I think she might be kind of taking South Carolina for granted a little bit since she was the governor there, but. Um, I know that she's been really aiming at New Hampshire because a lot of that electorate is um, more affluent, educated white people who tend lean. If they're independents, they're they're more like uh, right, just right of center, and you know beyond. So she's really hoping for that crowd. And another, so to kind of put it into context of how of the type of people attracted to uh, voting for her are people in Iowa all of her supporters all of them said if well not all of them sorry that's a little 
too much exaggeration, but a good number of them said if they had to pick someone else besides Nikki Haley, it would be Biden. So that's the type of uh, she's she is that old Republican guard of yesteryear to an extent where like where you didn't agree with them, but Republicans kind of made sense on some things sometimes. Uh, you could understand their thinking, even if you don't agree with it. It's like, whereas this new wave of fucking morons, whatever. But hey, uh, Nikki Haley is coming up. The New Hampshire primary is on Tuesday. So I think if she doesn't do well there, she's going to drop to the surprise of no one. But that's going to do it for this particular episode. Um, I will be back in a few, uh, just after. So on Wednesday, I'll be back to talk on the primary results, the fallout of that, and um, all, a lot of uh, Biden and Trump news that I didn't get to today. and Because there's quite a bit. Uh, a lot of it is the Trump fucking state ballot battles under like 14th Amendment battles. So I'll uh, get to those later. Um, let me get us out of here with the old network shit. <clears throat> if you would like to hear more from me, from anyone, well, from me, because I'm on practically all these shows. Uh, if you would like to hear more from the Lux Media Network family group, whatever, go to the website, luxmedia.net spelled with a V because I'm really cool. Um, so, right, you you know about... If you're here, you know about this one. You know about the worldwide show that I'll be uh, recording very soon. I also have boxing stuff. My first love is boxing. Um, we got some stuff on... What is it? Fuck, uh, astrology, tarot, you know, that kind of like ooky it's called ooky spooky stuff because that's what i call it i call all of that ooky spooky stuff and that's just my collective term and ultimate fn casual if you like mma um yeah that sean strickland fight on saturday <laughs> pretty nuts ddp is now the champ and hard shell tacos we just put one out uh we had actually a listener come on and he joined us to talk about uh, he wanted to talk about like the creative process that one that we did before he wanted to have a go at that one so that was pretty cool uh social media we're not contact options if you want to like i meant like i've i mentioned periodically i'd like to hear your thoughts on stuff uh if you would like to text me it's 833 lux pods um you it's anonymous, so if you don't tell me who you are, I don't know. I would like to know. It would be better if you did tell me so that I could uh, refer to you here. But if you don't want me to, that's fine. If you call the number, it goes straight to voicemail. And if you want, I can cut your audio into this so that people can hear you say things for yourself. Um, if you want. No, 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 no. So, um, social media. Oh, the, yeah, if you go, sorry, got mixed up there. Social media stuff, LVX Media Net on everything. If you can't find us, we're not on it. Uh, interacting with social media posts helps. Um, the hopeful indirect result of interacting with social media posts is that it highlights the podcast's but what helps the most is rating wherever you're listening. If you if you uh, could, please, that would be very much appreciated. Hit me with a fiver. If you're not feeling a five, you got my number. Then text me and tell me why. Let me know what I can do better. I'm always, always open to uh, constructive criticism. Uh, what else? There's a... The, so in the new, the new year... We're start, it's starting to pick back up. There's this uh, we're a national group called Common Defense. It's a group of veterans like me, 
if you're a veteran listening to this, you think kind of similarly, like along the same lines anyway. So it's a great collective of that type of person who is trying to actively make a difference in, uh, in our national discourse. So common defense, if you want to want to take a look, uh, it's lvx.at slash cdef lux.at slash cdef. Um, hmm. I think that's going to do it. Yep, that's going to do it. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. And um, I will be back in a little bit to do the uh, worldwide one. There is a lot. Holy fuck. That's what happens when you take more than a week off. God damn it. Well, I'll see you then. All right. See you on the next one. Thank you. <laughs>